welcome to this week's episode of Moat 9. That's M-O-A-T, the number 9. I don't know if you've had a long week or about to have a long week, just finishing up a long week, in the middle of a long week, whatever the case may be. The show's finding here. Let's get into it real quick. Shout out to my boy over at Taco Avocat here in El Paso. Also my boy at Coffee Box here in El Paso. Not official sponsors, but they have each contributed in their own way to the show. Thank you guys very much. And for the intro music that I have now been starting to use, this one is called Phrase Print by Josh Pan on YouTube. Check them out. Let's get into the episode, but real quick, you're probably wondering, I want to start my own podcast. How do I do that? Well, funny you should ask. Welcome, everybody, to episode 45 of Moat 9. That's M-O-A-T-I, you know the usual. Um, This is episode 45, which is way more than I thought I would do. Um, Okay, full disclosure, I actually was not going to record, but I know I have to, well, not have to, but I usually release... Wednesday mornings, which is tomorrow, but I'm not having the best, I don't want to say week, I don't want to get all mopey, but yesterday was not a good day, last night was not a good night, this morning was the fallout, the hangover, if you will, from that, all that, so I was all moody and mopey, but I'm like, you know what, if I'm not productive, if I don't get this done, then tomorrow I'm going to be beating myself up, so let's just get it done. So the reason I'm mentioning that, I don't want to get too personal. I know a lot of you are like, I don't give a shit. Um, if I sound a little off or if my thoughts aren't, are, if my thoughts are less, see, I can't even think. If they're, uh, if they make less sense than usual, that's why. Um, on a happy note, it is episode 45, which, like I said, is way more than I thought I would have. And I'm at 924 total plays. Now, again, that's including the trailer and that I toyed with the idea of no longer doing the trailers because those get plays and they count towards the total play count. And I'm a purist enough that I'm like, well, those don't really count. So I don't almost have a thousand plays, but regardless it's still there they're counting it i'm gonna count it it's a big milestone for me a thousand plays that's really cool thank you guys because you guys are the ones doing it um so that's pretty cool but anywho we'll start off as usual with the instagram stuff and then we'll move on to i don't have i didn't watch a whole lot i should have but i didn't and I think I even said last week that I was going to, I might have even said that I promise. I can't remember now, but if I did say that I promise, I apologize because I didn't watch. I intended to watch a couple of things, but I didn't. And I'm sorry for that. Anywho. All right. Um, so this one we already talked about last week. I can take that off. Talked about last week. Talked about last week. Talked about last week. Last week. Yes. Last week, ooh, we covered a lot last week, huh? Werewolves Within, Joker. Ah, was this one last week or this one this week? I think this one was this week because it doesn't look too familiar. Anyway, okay, so TV Movie Land, all one word, on the IG. 
uh, has a picture that was shared by Andy Muschietti, the believe the director of the Flash movie that's supposed to be coming up. And it seems to be Michael Keaton's Batman logo. The uh, You'll know what I'm talking about if you've seen it. And it has like blood stains on it. Um, so people are speculating that this is cryptic confirmation that Michael Keaton is in the Flash movie. Um, I thought it was a little, I don't want to say tacky, but I, the Marvel is doing the multiverse thing with the Spider uh, into the Spider Verse version, live action version, which I, I again I think is dumb. We already have the Spider Verse. I don't think they should be doing live action, not just yet, but whatever. Um, but because I don't know if it's coincidence or not, but they're doing that. And now Flash uh, DC seems to be doing the Flashpoint storyline, uh, which I actually really like the animated Flashpoint Paradox movie. Um, so I don't think they even need to do it, but that seems to be what they're doing. There's been tons and tons of rumors that Michael Keaton is going to be in it, uh, that they're bringing in multiple Batmans, multiple Jokers, just making a... And it makes sense if they are doing kind of like a Flashpoint type thing. Um, so that might be confirmation. Who knows? Maybe it's a teaser. Maybe they're going to tease that he's in it, but it turns out that it's somebody else under the cowl. I don't know. But that's out there. There's actually, I think, uh, somebody did like a rendition of... Or I don't know if it's an actual uh, photo from the shoot of Michael Keaton in the bat suit in the bat cave. Um, You can look that up. Uh, Moving on real quick. Filmatic. F-I-L-M-A-T-I-C. Filmatic has Quentin Tarantino wants to stop making movies while he's on top. Quote, most directors last films are fucking lousy, says Tarantino, who likes to stop directing while he's on top. I don't think that was written properly, but whatever. Uh, If you guys listen to the episode where I shit on Tarantino, and it's not even really shitting on Tarantino because I admit he's a very good director. He makes very pretty to look at movies. And if you're, I understand the cult following because if you're into the way that he writes, then it's a great writing it's a great experience because he's writing and directing. I personally don't like the way he writes. It's um, it's a very long-winded excuse to be vulgar or violent. And vulgar vulgarity and violence can be an art form in itself when used, I don't want to say properly, like if I'm the fucking expert, but... Um, I don't know. It, to me, it's just... I don't want to get too into it again. You, you go back and watch and listen to that episode. Um, him, he wants to stop making movies while he's on top. Um, I guess if you're, especially if you're a Tarantino fan, that's a huge bummer. But I can kind of see that point of view as a Tarantino fan because people really still enjoy it. Like they're, they, they consider Once Upon a Time like right at the top of his uh films so he would go out on top uh i don't i don't believe it i think it's i think i blame jay-z for this although many people have done it before him but jay-z with the whole i'm retiring from hip-hop and then puts out an album because 
oh my god, it's his comeback album. So of course, it's a great marketing tool. I find it surprising that people fall for it, but it works. And I think it, I'm I'm sure it was done before that, but I never paid attention. And I think he just made it hugely popular because you see it everywhere now. Not all of a sudden. The one that I kind of believe is Daniel Day-Lewis. He's supposedly retiring from acting or he retired from acting. I imagine that he might be doing it slightly for that reason as well. Just to be like, no, I'm I'm seriously going to stop. But if a role comes out that's just absolutely phenomenal, I'll take it. Him, I kind of believe. But for Tarantino, I don't think so. I, I, I think that he might actually believe it as well. Now, come to think of it, he's, I don't say egotistical, but he he's in his own head enough that he would probably believe that. Uh, I think it's a big letdown for Tarantino fans. I think he can make, I think he could easily make four or five more movies that are still decent for Tarantino fans, maybe slightly on the way down. Um but I get it. Overall, I'm not going to shit over all over him too much. I get it because um, that argument can be made for like M. Night Shyamalan. Like he just, I think his problem was that he just skyrocketed. Like he, like at least with Tarantino, it took people a while to really appreciate them the way that they do now. Um, Reservoir Dogs at the time did not just like, blast off it, it, it had a few people that were like it's a really good movie you should check it out and it got a buzz and then you know by the time pulp fiction came around he was it was a it was a rise but not like steep like for example like i'm saying m night Shyamalan, he came out with a sixth cent and that sixth sense and that one just skyrocketed that one didn't even just ramp up it just went like from flat to just straight up like a rocket and he tried to stay there and then he fell off. Um, I would argue that it wasn't a complete fall off because <laughs> you can really look at his movies and see like it's a decline. I think the last one where people were just like they were done with his shit was I think The Happening. Um, but overall, I still like his stuff. And I mean, I can argue that the Unbreakable series is one of the best comic superhero trilogies ever like uh, the fact that it's not talked about on the level of like the batman trilogy and even maybe not trilogy but the whole series of of marvel it astonishes me to be honest i maybe i'm just too too much of a fan of those movies but they're they're fucking phenomenal um i don't i don't think he should i mean for as much as i shit on him i'm telling you i would absolutely love for somebody to bring him a script to say, we we wrote this. We're hoping that you don't bogart this shit and try to write rewrite too much of it. But we think this script is really good and we would like you to direct it. Don't write just to direct. I think it would be something to watch. I think it would be very interesting. I think it would be a big challenge for him because he seems to be very adamant about having control of the whole experience and i get it the guy from what i've seen in um interviews and stuff the guy is like an encyclopedia of movies um i'm not gonna ever downplay his importance to film i'm just not a fan of his particular style 
So anyway, uh, the well, not that yet, just plain and simply, Nerdist. Uh, oh yeah, Donnie Yen joins John Wick Four. That's pretty big. That 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 guy. Unfortunately, I'm not. Hi, would you have your purse? Are you ready to go? Yeah. Oh, where's the other pop up? They're both in there. Yeah. No, that's only one. Where's the other one? Right there. Don't don't throw pop up on the floor. Pick them up. All right. Bye. I'll try to record while she's still in here, but I don't think that's gonna work very well. Okay, she's leaving. Cool. And we're back. <laughs> that was my daughter. Um, yeah, so Donnie Yen joins John Wick 4. That's going to be pretty cool. Um, unfortunately, I'll admit that I am not over the John Wick series, but I'm definitely going to watch the fourth one. I loved the first one. The second was was pretty good. They did, a, in my opinion, what I... The theory that I have is that they take something that's good and then the second one, they just take everything that they think worked for the first one and just turn it up like by 10. Uh, a perfect example of that is um, 21 Jump Street. They took every single joke and everything that they love that people loved about the first one and did it like 10 times more. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is the same thing. Um, and I get it, but. I just don't particularly like it. But anyway, uh, I think John Wick 2 did that. And John Wick 3 to me was just too much. It was... They they started going into the... Even though John Wick 1, could, you can argue that it's a bit ridiculous. It seemed like it, it was still somewhat realistic. At least I felt. 2 was like, okay, it's a little over the top, but I'm still enjoying it. 3 was just like... No, I'm sorry, but he would not survive that shit. I mean, granted, like I said, he probably wouldn't have survived one, but now it's just getting, they're, they're bringing the attack dogs into it. And it's ugh, like, it's cool, but eh, I, I guess I want, I'm, I'm yearning for something that's like strictly tactical. But anyway, uh, Donnie Yen being added to it makes sense. They're going for not over the top, but they're, you know, trying to continue to step it up. I think that's a great move. I like Donnie Yen. Oh, what I was gonna say before my daughter walked in, I'm not as big of a fan as, into as big of a fan of kung fu movies as I used to be. I never she list a shame. I haven't watched any of the Ip Man um, series, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Wait, did I just make a fool of myself? He is in Ip Man, right? He's the guy from Ip. Man. Yes. Okay. Good. Whew. I thought I was gonna embarrass myself there, which I still kind of did because I haven't watched him. But whatever. All right. So yeah. Anyway, moving on. Just another dot geek account. Uh, breaking news: Disney is officially developing a sequel to the live-action Cruella movie. Uh, he references a source: comicbook.com. Uh, which is just at comic book. A Cruella sequel is on the way. Cruella tool is already in development at Disney and also at discussing film. He quoted a uh, sequel. Same thing. Just uh, I, 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 that's a no brainer. I don't know where they're going to go with it as far as storyline. I think that's going to be the biggest problem for as much as I really enjoyed the first one. Um, I think they have, a huge 
the huge potential of ruining the sequel because what story are they going to tell? Now, granted, Disney for the most part has decent writers, um, but we'll see. I don't know. I, I'm semi excited for it. Like I'd like to if it does as well as the first one, it's going to be really good. I just I'm really hesitant about the story that they could possibly come up for it. So we'll have to see. Uh, here we go. Another Keanu edition or Keanu movie edition. I don't know. Another edition to a Keanu movie. Jesus Christ. The Matrix 4 uh, supposedly. Uh, I'm sorry. According to TV Movie Land, uh, The Matrix 4, Christina Ricci joins cast. Uh, this comes from an updated press release via Warner Brothers. No word yet on who she will be playing, but she joins a cast that includes like... Ugh, I'm sure they meant the likes of Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, Jada Pinkett Smith, Daniel Bernhard, Lam- Lambert Wilson, Lambert Wilson, whatever. Oh shit, I'm gonna brutalize this fucking name. I'm so sorry. Yahya Abdul Mateen, the second, Jessica Henwick, Neil Patrick Harris, Priyanka Chopra, and Jonathan Groff. Uh, I loved the Matrix movie. The sequels, eh, I mean, it's part of the story. I at the time, I I really enjoyed them. I don't know that we need a four. I don't know what they're gonna possibly do in a four. Uh, I'm about making really good things and leaving them the fuck alone. When they did El Camino for Breaking Bad, I, I of course I watched it, but I was like, the ending for Breaking Bad was perfect. We didn't need the, like I guess people needed more closure for. Um, oh shit, I forgot his name. The character that the guy plays, uh, Jesse. Um, but to me, it was per, it was a perfect ending. Just leave it the fuck alone. Dexter's another one. Like, even though I talk bad about Dexter a little bit, I still loved the show. They needed to leave it the fuck alone, but here we go. They're going to continue it. I, I, I feel that way about the Matrix. Like, I'm, the, the, younger guy in me is like fuck yeah I'll just watch another matrix but i would have been fine with them leaving it alone we'll see i don't know christina ricci i'd like to see her in a movie again i haven't seen her in a while uh okay so updates.in.cinema has a little teaser for kate this is uh mary elizabeth winstead um coming to netflix september 10th it's got the hashtag geeked week like past tense geeked geeked week um i don't know i it the this little teaser is pretty cool she's you watch it it's a lot better to watch than me explaining it but it's her in a narrow corridor like two guys walking down a narrow corridor and then once gets one get the guy in the back gets shot almost out of nowhere but it's her like in a squatty position pushing up against both walls to hold herself up above them and shooting down at them. It's really cool to watch. Um, I think she could pull it off, but unfortunately I'm, I'm still holding on to her character from the last um, Harley Quinn movie, the birds of prey. I think they, I don't think they used her correctly. I think she could have been an, a major badass, but I didn't like the way that they used her. 
Um, if they do it right, I think she could definitely pull off this kind of a role. And I'm interested. I, I'm not. I'm gonna admit I have. I don't want to say a crush, but I, I'm a little bit of a fanboy. I absolutely loved her character in um, Scott Pilgrim. Um, I like her, so I I'd like to see her used properly, and I think she could pull off this kind of role well. So we'll ha- we'll have to. I'm definitely gonna check that out. Uh, just another dot geek account again has. Breaking news, first look at Jensen Ackles as Soldier Boy for the upcoming third season of The Boys. Uh, eh, I mean, I guess he's supposed to be a Captain America parody. Um, very America soldier looking and with a shield. Uh, I don't know, I'm... I'm probably going to watch season three is probably going to be the make or break for the boys for me. Uh, if they do well, I think they need to do better than season two for me, for me to keep watching. If it's the same as season two, I might, if it's worse than season two, not that season two was really bad, but I think season one was really good. Season two kind of like, eh, it was all right. So if they do better, Okay, cool. If they do the same, I'll be like, eh. If they do worse, I'll probably be like, nah, I'm done. I'm not. They're, they're, like I've said, I, I said it in the, the review, whatever. I don't want to get too deep, but it's too preachy to me. Like, I understand that, unfortunately, politics are going to play into a lot of shows and movies that we watch nowadays. But it's too preachy, in my opinion. Sorry, guys. This is going to be all jacked up because my computer decided to take a shit while recording so this is going to be all messed up it well it's not too far back i guess um i was finishing up with saying about the boys and then i went into a whole spiel about the last post but that apparently didn't get recorded so I'm going to try to piece it together based on what I remember saying. It's not going to have the same oomph. But um, anyway, um, so yeah, about the boys, um, I don't even remember what I said last. I'm just overall not as excited as most people for season three. You know what? I guess I did end up being a little bit too morose about all these posts. I seem to say some good things, but most of it was negative. I'm sorry, guys. I'm really out of it. I'm trying my best. Um, So, anywho, there it is. Soldier Boy for Season 3, The Boys. And the final post was just about um, Tim Burton. There's a clip of, or I'm sorry, the real underscore GGN has um, a uh, clip from Tim Burton, I guess, when he was on Howard Stern's show. This looks like a... Howard Stern's old setup, so I don't know if it's a fairly recent interview or not. I'm not a Tim Burton fan. That's what I was saying in the lost clip <laughs> because my computer took a shit and didn't record properly. I, uh, I'm i not a Tim Burton fan. I probably dislike Tim Burton more than I dislike uh, Tarantino. And I don't even dislike Tarantino. I just wish he would do things a little different. Um, but I truly dislike Tim Burton. I was saying in that lost clip... I like the Batman movies, one and two. Of course, Joel, Joel Schumacher came in and shit all over three and four. I think he did three and four. 
Um, but Tim Burton, you know, he he did his thing in one and two, and it was the first time that I got Batman on the big screen. So I appreciate that much. As a kid, I liked um, Beetlejuice, but I didn't know about Tim Burton. I didn't pay that much attention to the whole emo thing. I think that's what it is. Is I saw Beetlejuice, and then I started seeing Tim Burton did this, and Tim Burton did that, and it just, like, it was just dark and gloomy for the sake of being dark and gloomy, not because that's truly who he is. And that's what I was saying in this lost clip that I keep talking about. I get the feeling that um, Tim Burton wanted so desperately to be part of the emo goth. Well, for him growing up, it probably would have been the goth era. Um, that I think he, even the goth kids kind of recognized like, no, dude, you're trying a little too hard. And so I, uh, he was like a double outcast. Um, and I think he just tries too hard to be dark and gloomy. And I, I get the feeling like he, the way that he looks in his, the, like his appearance, he his hair is always a mess and he looks like he just woke up and still wearing the clothes that he's been wearing for the past three days which is part of the image but with him i feel like it's planned like he gets up in the morning all peppy and then like what shirt is gonna look super dark and gloomy today and then he puts his a tire together and then he actually goes to the bathroom and combs his hair specifically to look messy like let's i need this hair to be right here no i need it over here okay that's per like it just seems like he tries too hard to be goth so anyway sorry to be so negative today <laughs> i'm sorry guys i really am um so anyway we'll move on to my final segment so that I can shut up already and go back to being depressed and gloomy and Tim Burton-y. <laughs> um, the, I didn't watch much. Like I said, my plan was to watch Nobody and uh, Those Who Want to Kill Us. I think there's the name of the movie. I need to watch them. I'm trying. Um, but what I did end up doing was finishing Jupiter's Legacy. And as uh, we mentioned last week, uh, there's not going to be a season two. So I don't know if my overall review of the season or the show at this point, um, how much of it is influenced by the fact that there won't be a season two. I'll try to be as unbiased as possible. Um, I didn't want to watch the show to begin with. Uh, it felt very CW-ish to me. I'm not really that much of a diehard comic or superhero fan that I want to watch everything humanly possible. Like I keep mentioning ad nauseum. Uh, I'm getting a little oversaturated, so I, I'm glad that I haven't overwatched a lot of stuff, but um, it had the, it seemed to have the production quality of a CW superhero series. And um, so I didn't, I wasn't too interested. And then Ambrose who hasn't been on in a while, um, he, uh, just kidding. Love you, buddy. Um, he was saying, you know, oh, you should give it a shot. You know, I started, but not like super enthusiastic, but just like, yeah, let's check it out. And maybe we could talk about it. So I did. And I'll admit it, it had just enough mystery 
that it kept me watching. Uh, the stuff that was going on in present time, for those of you that have seen it, uh, you'll know what I'm talking about. For those of you that haven't, hopefully I'm not spoiling it too much. Um, please feel free to pause here, go finish watching it, but definitely come back and finish this episode. Um, the present day storyline uh, was decent enough. Um, it does a really good job, in my opinion. Just like Invincible, I said it, it did a good job of showing what it would really be like, at least in my head, um, to be a teenager growing up with superpowers. Um, I think this one does a pretty good job of showing the side of a superhero trying to have a family. You know, trying to balance, I mean, as it is for those of us that are old enough, trying to balance work and family is already hard enough. Just imagine trying to be a superhero and balancing family life. So it does that really well, but it wasn't interesting enough for me to keep watching. But when they show the past and of like, I wouldn't say two episodes in, you get the feeling like, okay, so he was a normal person and he came into these powers so they're going to show how that came to be. So throughout the season, that's what they've been doing. They've been, and they did, I think, a pretty good job of showing you enough of present day story and then past story, present day story and past story. And that kept me interested enough to keep watching throughout the whole season. Um, not the present day stuff so much. That one was okay. It has a pretty big invincible vibe itself. I, I kind of wonder if, if they did that whole thing where it's like two movies released close to the same time that have very similar stories, this one is pretty close. Um, I can make the parallels, but anyway, the present day stuff is not the big thing. The, for me, it was the past, and and they're showing okay, they're, this is how they came into their powers. The whole thing with the with the dad, I need to talk to somebody about it because I'm not too sure why they went that direction with the dad. I don't see how that played into them becoming what they became but maybe they were going to explore that in season two i don't know um so when they ended it the way that they did i thought it was great i thought the, the it left enough of a cliffhanger tour if it hadn't have been for ambrose i wouldn't have started watching it if it hadn't have been for watching season one i think i, w I, I wouldn't have been i wouldn't have watched it ever but now that i have there's a small part of me that's bummed out i'm like you know what this this is good and at least good enough that i would have been interested in a season two to see where they headed like i said about the boys and other stuff it depends on what direction they head in because it could very easily take a turn and be like nah that's it i'm lost forget it i'm not, i'm done kind of like what happened with the walking dead um so it's a bit of a bummer that there won't be a season two but to be honest i wasn't that invested that i'm like Oh, man, uh, right now, if the boys fell off, I'd be like, meh. I mean, the seasons that we got were pretty decent, um, but I'm not too bummed out. So overall, it was good. I, I would give it a solid three, maybe three point three and a quarter, three point two five, because it was it was good. I I don't regret watching it at all. Um I'm not heartbroken that there's not going to be a season two. I mean, it is what it is, but I'm a little bummed out. I, I could have I could have definitely gotten into a season two, at least to see how how they would have continued the story. Uh, the last thing that I would want to say, would I recommend someone to watch it? 
Probably. I would say I would probably tell them watch it, but keep in mind it's just the one season. It was canceled. And if you're really into it and the end is a pretty good cliffhanger and it it the end is a pretty good cliffhanger and if it captured your attention enough keep in mind you're gonna be bummed out that there will not be a continuation but that would be a segue into it comes from i'm not sure if a regular comic book or a graphic novel but you can go read that um so yeah it was good it was it was good i don't regret watching it i'm bummed out that there won't be a season two but not completely heartbroken so there's that um so thank you guys for tolerating my shit uh hopefully i can finally get to nobody and um those that want is dead i believe is what it's called oh actually you know what that's what i was gonna do sorry give me like five more minutes um this is technically an old movie, so, I mean, it's still my review because I hadn't seen it. Um, as I've stated before, I am not a, a horror movie fan. I am, but not the, not this generation of horror movies. Not a lot of horror movies, actually. I'm a, I am a big fan of slasher monster movies. The Friday the 13th and the... Halloween's like I like those. I like slasher films, um, but horror movies, which are now more ghost demon stories, I'm not that big of a fan of. Like I've said before, and you can go back and listen to that long ass rant. Um, they're more about jump scares, which I don't like. I, I admit I do get startled, and I'm like, holy shit! But I don't. That's not the feeling that I'm going going for. I'm going for the feeling of truly being creeped the fuck out. The Exorcist to me is the best horror movie I've ever seen. I never once had a jump scare, but it's shit that to this day, if I close my eyes and I'm just in that zone of being creeped out by shit, some of the images from that fucking movie still flash in my head like that face, that white face. It's bad makeup. It's by today's standards, it's pretty bad, but it still creeps me the fuck out. Like if I'm... Like I said, if I'm creeped out and I'm in the darkness and I close my eyes and I get a flash, it's like I see that face. I'm like, ugh. Um, I don't get that from these movies now. So anyway, what I'm ranting about is I finally watched The Nun since they're coming out with, uh, they just released, what is it? Uh, the Devil Made Me Do It for The Conjuring. Uh, Cinda wanted to watch the whole series and we decided to watch them in order. We've already seen The Conjuring and I believe The Conjuring too. Um... But she was like, let's watch them. And then I was like, well, I'd be interested in watching them in chronological order, which we figured out we probably shouldn't have. But that's what we're doing. So we started with The Nun. Not last night, the night before, Sunday night. And um, it's not, I mean, like I said, this is a 2018 movie. So this is a really, really old review. But it's the first time I saw it. For those of you that haven't seen it, this is a review. For those of you that have, but a long time ago, maybe this will influence you to go rewatch it. And for those of you that love it or have seen it recently, then, I don't know, you can shit all over my review. Anyway, it is not a good movie. I was probably of all the ones so far, I'm more of a... It's weird. I'm not a religious person, but I will definitely watch religious movies, things that have to do with religion, especially this kind of thing. I'm like, oh, there's a there's a religious twist to it. Okay, cool. Let's check it out. No, no, a bad, bad movie. It 
there's too many places where they try to they try to do too many things. They try to put too many ingredients into the pot rather than sticking to what they do because that's what works. And even though people like me shit all over it, it works. People still want to watch them, so stick to it. Just don't overdo it. But like they threw in a, a um, what's it called a Tom, Tom Clancy, Jesus Christ, uh, Indiana Jones National Treasure vibe. Like let's look for a relic and the history of it and then they have that little flashback of the guy that created the cast the abbey or whatever it's like that was completely fucking unnecessary and then they have this superhero vibe that they're trying to play off of i guess because of all the marvel movies and shit like the one frenchy guy shows up with a shotgun and they literally have like superhero music like a dun 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 when he shows up get the fuck out of here and then when the the main female like she does her thing where she's gonna be the savior or whatever they even have that feel of like she takes her vows and all of a sudden she comes out in her cape and she's like wonder woman now she's a superhero like get the dude it was so fucking stupid um so they try to mix too many genres the the jump scares yeah fine i get it if that's your thing they they kind of worked i guess uh, but the story, it felt pretty generic there. It, it seemed more like, okay, you know, we're going to do, we're going to plot it out like this. And there's going to be a jump scare here and a jump scare there and a face and a creepy looking face here. Okay. Now we need you to fill in that space in between with story, but don't overdo the story because we need to get to the jump scare. And I called it like when we started watching the opening, of course, it has to open with some kind of fucking scary shit, right? And then now it happened and Cinda always clinches up and she practically breaks my hands when that shit like that happens. And then it happened and I'm like, okay, cool. Here, put your hand over there. We've got it like 15, maybe 20 minutes before the next jump scare. And sure enough, almost exactly like at 18 minutes later, the next fucking scare happened. I'm like, get the fuck, dude. It's so stupid. Like, it's like they put just enough story to fill in those 10, 15 minute gaps between jump scares. And ugh, it's so bad. Unfortunately, I think she's going to want to continue to watch them. So I think I'm looking forward to La Llorona. I'm of Mexican descent. I grew up with La Llorona stories. So I'm interested in that one. And yes, it is part of the Conjuring series. So... I can't wait till we get to that one. Annabelle, I cannot believe that that stupid doll movie has three fucking movies in this series, but it does. So you're going to get some old reviews because I'm going to review those as we see them. And then we'll finally get to The Devil Made Me Do It, which is going to be like months from now. And then it's that's going to be an old review. So just deal with it. I'm old. The show is old. And it's old reviews. Deal with it. Sorry. All right. Anyway, that's it. That's my rant. Um... As always, guys, thank you for listening. Appreciate ya. And uh, we'll see you next week when hopefully I have newer shit to talk about. <laughs> Love you guys. Be good to each other. Peace. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen to the podcast. If you have any thoughts, comments, suggestions, or questions, uh, you can reach me at moat9, that's M-O-A-T-N-I-N-E, at gmail.com. 
Um, also go to Linktree. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash moat, the number nine, where you can find the links to all my social media accounts, um, Instagram, Twitter, etc., as well as uh, the other podcast platforms like uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast Breaker, etc., whatever. Um, I would greatly appreciate it if you could hit that subscribe button on whichever platform you are listening on. And as always, thank you for listening. Please be good to each other. Love you guys.